Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, the first Troy story ever. First Troy story ever in person. I figure like, so this is, we're at the end of the, the journey, the Arizona Fall League journey, right? Oh yeah. So we have to, there was only one thing I said, I'm getting on a plane, I'm going to watch you pitch in person, I'm going to talk to you in person, let's go. Let's, I mean, enough of this Zoom crap. I thought you were making me sentimental, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, this, this I, I, I'm, I'm bringing a tear to your eye, oh, I'm yeah. sure. Um, well, okay, let's reflect. All right, you, you're you're busy packing your bags and and performing and getting ready to play and everything. Yeah, let's let's reflect, right? I let's mean, do it. it's, it's always nice to take a second to slow down. Yeah, just, yeah. Look I mean, at it's, the it's, uh, last I don't, six weeks. You're out way here. too young to ever watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but <laughs> you know, there's a quote in that said, "You better slow down because life moves so fast." Let's slow down. Yeah. As we sit here on your your porch here, across from bizarrely close 
to the football stadium. Yep. There's there's a lot going on here, but the most important thing is this is where the Troy story is being filmed. <laughs> All right, so what do you got? So as you sit here, it's like, okay, CT, 10 years from now, you're going to look back and remember this happened. Yeah. What are you going to remember? What's, it I could mean, be anything. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I think I'll probably remember how much I enjoyed it. You know, I think I think there's a saying, it's like, you don't really remember individual moments or individual sayings or something that somebody said to you, something that somebody did for you, but you'll remember how you felt. Mm-hmm. And to be 100% truthful, I had an incredible time out here. Mm-hmm. Obviously a week left, uh, wrapping up right now, but it was just a good time, and especially to be able to spend it with the guys that I did. More, than, more, than, more, more than you thought though? Like when you come in, like you said, I thought you, what was it, like 60% of the guys or whatever? 60, yeah, 60, 60%. 60% of the guys make the major leagues. And I think 40% of those guys um, make it to the league the next year. So 40 of that 60. So what was what that? 20% of the entire fall right. league will be so in the you know, next year. So like, you know this is, you know, you know what this is. That, that's what you're excited about. Definitely. That you're playing in this. This is the step. But what is the thing that you didn't, that caught you off guard about the whole experience? I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like I didn't really come in with any expectations, mm-hmm. right? Like I was just, I was just really happy to get the invite, number one. And then number two, um, once, once that initial excitement kind of wore off, it was like, okay, it's time to, it's still time to get to work. You know, I'm still working. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get better. And um, obviously would have liked to make the fall stars. I wrote a thread last night or yesterday um, about how one bad outing, which we talked about, right? That's that, it. That oh, one bad it. outing. The relief pitchers, that's the life. That that's that's the game that you play. It is. Yeah. I mean, the, I've, I've seen in Major League All-Stars, I've seen where they were on the roll, and you have to be so perfect mm-hmm. to get the, to be an All-Star. Remember this when you're a Major League All-Star and everyone's talking about when you're, you're trending that way, and all it takes is one. Yeah. And don't, it's not going to. You know, it, it is what it is. It's nice, like you said. It's nice. But yeah, it's okay. I mean, definitely, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not letting that affect my confidence or affect how I go about my business. But to sit here and say I'm not disappointed about about not making the Fall Stars game, I mean, I'd be a lie. Yeah. Be, I mean, I, don't as, lie. Yeah, as a it's competitor, right. I mean, as a competitor, I want to, I want to play in the Fall League. You know, yeah. I want to be. I think I'm one of the best. I don't know how many relievers there are in the Fall Star game, but let's say 16, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit less, but if I look around the league, like I think I'm but one of the that's, best. CT, that's the thing, though. That's yeah. I'm going to put words in your mouth about what you learned here. What you learned here, I would guess, is yeah, you know, you're in Double A, right? You that's know so. what a lot of those pitchers look like. You know what you're comp- competing against. But when you get here now, as you said, this is. The group the teams are identifying as the the guys that they look be the future of their their organizations, and you look around and like I'm as good as them, right? Definitely. You're not being caught, and it's just no. like, it's, but maybe that's maybe that's a realization that you didn't even that, that's implanted in you more than three months ago or two a month ago. That's a good point. That's right? a good point. Yeah, I'm I here mean, to build up. Like, yeah, no, go. I mean definitely, right? Like. I don't know. It, it, it probably, probably playing out here definitely gave me some more confidence. And then to perform the way that I did, right? I think I, if you take out that one outing, and obviously anyone can play this but game. How awesome right? is it to have that one outing? You keep coming back to that. Yeah. 
like it's not the it's not the same without that one outing. No, it's not. I am. I just kept listening to like a Howard Stern interview, so now yeah. I'm like, oh, like <laughs> I'm digging deep here. Let's go. Yeah, let's, but, do it. But, no, let's but, do it. But 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 I mean it. I'm like I honestly mean it. Where you could cruise. And you can feel great about this, yeah. but at the end of the day, like holy mackerel, like the lesson that you had from, you had the best of every world. Definitely. Don't you, I mean, don't you think? 100%, 100%. I think too, I mean, a big part of that was just having the the freedom to fail, right? To, yeah. Like development takes risk. There is risk in developing. And I know we've talked about this before, but it's like, okay, 2-0, um, I'm probably, if I'm trying to get the results that I'm trying to get right now and I'm trying to win right now, then I don't throw a cutter. I probably throw a fastball or a slider because that's what I'm more comfortable with. But when I get to the show, I'm going to need that cutter. I'm especially going to need it in a 2-0 count, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's why I said development uh, takes risk. And so I feel like I really had the space and the opportunity to take those risks out here mm. against really talented players. Uh, that are going to be in the show next year right um but at the same time too you know obviously i committed to it this was this was one of the things that we talked about in the first episode where it was like i committed to this being a part of the process i committed to this being just another timeline along this infinite line right of of, of progress or this pursuit of mastery and it's not infinite it's finite but um for all intents and purposes, right? Like the pursuit of mastery is probably an infinite, you want to view it on an infinite horizon. So for me, it's, it's. I keep going back to that one outing because it stings, you know, and it hurts. I know, but you learn more from that one outing. Yeah. Then maybe, I mean, maybe not. I mean, you put, this, put it this way, you learned a good chunk of your experience from that one outing. Yeah, I, I, I learned not to throw cutters after sliders to right-handed hitters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's one of the things I learned. You also learn what it's like to try to sleep after an outing like that. Yeah, and I mean, I'm no stranger to that, uh, Brad Foe. You know, for me, I feel like my whole my whole pitching career, I've, I've failed more than I've succeeded, and probably still to this day. If you look at every single outing I've had in my life, and you say good or bad, like subjectively you could judge good or bad, mm -hmm. I would say I probably had more bad outings. Um, and so I'm no stranger to failing. Yeah, but here's the thing that, like, there's different points in your life where you have failure and different points in your life where you have to adjust to that failure. And at that point in your life, you're super active on social media. You're putting yourself out there. You're, you know, you're in, in a place where more eyeballs are on you. A lot of eyeballs are on you because this is the best of the best, yeah. all of that. So yeah, you had to deal with failure before, but this is you, the, the way that you had to deal at this time is different. It's just different. 100%. I mean, it's like you, did you turn your phone off before for 24 hours? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, that's a go-to. That's a go-to. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, well, you know, what I would give to turn my phone for 24 hours. No, that's funny. Um, but no, I mean, I'm definitely going to fail in the big leagues, right? Like, yeah. Um, obviously, it'd be a dream come true to pitch in Fenway, but there, if, when I get there, like, there's going to be days that, I blow a save or I lose a game. Paul Sewell, you watch the you watch the world. Yeah, I watch as much as I could. I mean, Paul Sewell is closer for the Diamondbacks, cruising along. Yeah, everyone's like, "What a great story!" Signed for a thousand dollars. I mean, I talked to the guy a few days before. He gets in the game in game one, and all of a sudden, 
like it just it blows up on him. See, yeah. here it's the bomb off of him, and now you're like, okay, now now you have to figure out how. how and then you end up in the last game, same sort of thing. But I don't think he's going to fold up his tent for no. next year. Right? No, yeah. I mean, if anything, that's. I mean, I don't know the guy, but I imagine he's an intense competitor and yeah. things like that. They tend to feel they tend to feel the work ethic, yeah. you know. Like when you don't feel like getting up and working out and pushing yourself, doing the extra rep, right? Getting the extra throw, like you look at those things, you, you think about those things, you think about those outings, and you and you use it as fuel to to take the extra step, to work a little bit harder, to go a little bit longer. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess that's just what I'm saying. So that's up. the thing. So coming back to like as we wrap up the Arizona Fall League here. Is you're motivated after the season, even though it's a long season. You're super excited. You know you're going to Glendale, Arizona. You know they're ultimately going to be at a baseballs and boring T-shirt. Yeah. You know that it, it's going to be like it's going to be so many good things about it, and you're motivated to play baseball. Now you're coming out of it, you know, and now you're ready to go back bench pressing with Orlando Bloom and, <laughs> and those guys. Um, are you? Do you find yourself more motivated? Now than you were even coming out of the year, and you can be honest. Maybe maybe you're not. Maybe you're worn down. Maybe you want to take a break. Maybe it's the same. I don't know. What? How do you feel in that respect? Yeah, I mean, first thing, right? My views on motivation are probably a little bit uh, different than most. Okay. And I think that there's there's two, I guess, forces for action. Right. One is discipline. The other is motivation. I think motivation is fleeting. I think it comes and goes, um, more like an emotion, um, whereas discipline's a value, and it's something that you do regardless of how you feel. And so for me, like, am I motivated? Um, Are you excited? Yes, definitely. You're more excited? Definitely. Are you? Definitely. All right. And I think, I think for me, it's just because, to be honest with you, I don't want the season to end. I feel like my arm, my body, like everything's in a great spot. I like the progress I've made on my cutter. I like where I like where my velocity's at. Everything's been ticking up. I've been in the zone more, um, and and I just don't want the season to end because I feel like I'm on such a hot streak. You know, like if that last outing, the outing that you don't want to keep talking about, but if that was my last one, I'd be like, okay, I'm ready to ship at home. Right, you right. Know? <laughs> but no, I'm on no, no, no. You wouldn't. You, you <laughs> no, wouldn't want. You know, you wouldn't want to yeah. because like you're like you. Nobody. You don't want to end on that. No, you're like, I know. You want to do exactly what you did. Yeah, I'm here to motivate. Right? Let's like, go. Or whatever. I, the, I, I, I like motivation. I think you should use both. Discipline yeah, and discipline. motivation. Yeah. So I'm I'm staying very disciplined to motivate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's yeah. uh, but I, I come back to you know we you said we had talked about it before. So the, I think it was the Metallica uh, psych, psychiatrist who from when I was watching that film and he said something to the effect of. You know, you have to walk into something that you're uncomfortable in order to be comfortable, right? Or you're not going to get, you're not going to get, you're not going to be able to excel at anything unless you walk into whatever is making you, whatever you're fearful of, whatever you're uncomfortable with, or whatever. And um, so there was probably an element, you're a confident guy, whatever, but you don't know. Like when you walked into here, you don't know, like, if you're going to have, like, living in a, in a shithole or whatever you're going to live in. You're going to live, like, what Arizona is like. You don't yeah. know what your teammates are going to be like. You you know, you don't know what the competition is going to be like to a certain degree. You don't know any of that. But you walked into it. There you go. 
Yeah, I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a great six weeks. I got my last outing tonight. Like, yeah. like I told you that before before we hopped on here, but last outing tonight, hopefully ended on a strong note. And uh, I will tell you this, so I'm excited to go home. I'm right. excited. I haven't yeah. been home since February 5th. Ooh. And so I went from California to Florida, from Florida to Greenville, South Carolina, from Greenville, South Carolina to Portland, Maine, from Portland, Maine after the season, back to Fort Myers, Florida, and then Fort Myers, Florida back uh, or to Arizona. And so from February 5th to November 11th, yeah. um, haven't been home. So for me, you know, my brother, I just was on FaceTime with him. My youngest brother, he's 15. He just made his freshman basketball team. So oh, he did? Oh, yeah. So he's super All excited right. about that. And uh, he's yet to pl- he's yet to beat me one on one. But I think really, I think I think he's gonna be getting close. The last time I played him before, uh, is he tall? Yeah, he's I don't know five eleven six foot. Okay, and he's 14, For freshman, yeah, 14, 15 years old. Yeah, and he's a little bit leaner. He's a little bit more athletic. Oh, really? Yeah. So I mean, that's how my brothers have kind of. Uh, it's kind of worked out that way. Like, I'm the I'm probably the biggest and least athletic. No, really. And then to my brother right below Can you me. Dunk? Uh, in my prime, yes, probably <laughs> going. <laughs> high school basketball. I'm right now. I'm 250. Right when yeah. I was when I was probably 220. Like yeah, I could. Did probably, you dunk in high school basketball? Yeah, I did. You did. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah, Man, senior year. You can throw like what, what was you, what you topped out at again? Hundred point three. Hundred point. You, you threw a hundred point three mile an hour, yeah. and you dunked a basketball. You could end it right now. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, end it in terms of like you know whatever. No, I'm just messing. With you. I'm just, I'm just. So we had on Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay. You know him, the yeah, wide yeah. receiver. I'm aware. Okay. I know his name. I don't, all right, all right. Well, again. anyway, he's going to be like the top three pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah. And he said that hitting a home run is more difficult than catching a touchdown pass, which I think that. Thank you for acknowledging the great game of baseball. Yeah. Like how difficult it is. Throwing over 100 miles an hour is one of the most difficult things. Like, I would like to dunk, but it's it's a great question. If I could do one or the other. Throw 100 or dunk? Or dunk or catch a touchdown. I'll tell you right now, it's throw 100. There's nothing like it, right? Dude. <laughs> when you look up at the scoreboard and it says 100 on it, you feel like the absolute man. So tell me, you told me before, where, where was that? It was my professional debut. In, uh, we were actually in Port Charlotte. Um, at they had the, the gun up? Um, they had it behind the behind the screen, and I actually didn't know that I hit a hundred at the okay, time. Right. But based on the reactions, like I knew I was either really really close, <laughs> or or I had done it. So either way, I mean, I was juiced up, and I was oh, like, oh man, yeah. So I love that. I love your reaction. Like, believe me, you're gonna want to you, you want to hit a hundred. <laughs> of all the things that you want to do, you want to hit a hundred. Yeah, I mean, I might be a little bit biased, but I think hard hitting is definitely the hardest thing to do in all sports, in all professional yeah. sports. And I think that's. Probably undisputed. Who is, who is, so this is, uh, again, we talk about cliche Arizona Fall League questions that I've asked you this before, <laughs> but people like to know. People like to know, you know, whether it's from outside your organization or whatever it is. Like we, you know, some some people got some juice off of the, like Colson Montgomery got some play off of his performance in the in the Fall League, in the All-Star game. Who is the, who is the guy or guys that you have faced that you're like, oh man, they're pretty good. Now you have to give credit to hitters. I'm, see, I'm, I'm making you. I'm wa- asking you to walk into the discomfort. <laughs> um, maybe not from the fall league, but I guess I don't feel too bad about this one. But Junior Camonera, I think we've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I threw a two-two heater, ninety-six with twenty-plus inches of vert up and away to a righty, which 
probably 99 out of 100 times doesn't get hit. Yeah. Um, but you put me 438 off the scoreboard backside. And, uh, and you're like, how did that just happen? And I'm like, what? what is that? You know, I've given up, I mean, I think I've given up three professional home runs. That's um, it. And three, only three home runs? Yeah, something like that. Nah. You can fact check me. I think probably three or four. Have you? I, had, I gave up one out here, actually. So you did. So, in that outing. Um, and it was off a cutter. Really? <laughs> well, that's, that's okay. It's yeah. all good. No, I'm trying to think. I think, yeah, four. I've given up four. One out here, one to Caminero, and then um, one to a guy by the name of uh, Polanski with the Yankees. Okay. Um, I think the exit velo was like 90 miles an hour. It was one of those that just, it was a green monster in Greenville. And just yeah, kind of oh, yeah, 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 Winds were blowing out, you know, so I don't really, I don't, I don't want to count that one, but the stats do. <laughs> the stats do. Um, but no, the best hitter I faced out here, I don't know, man. There's 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 a lot of good hitters, but I feel like when I execute and I do what yeah. I need to do, I mean, the game's designed for the pitcher to win. Yeah. Right? So as long as I execute and do what I need to do, then, like, the probability says I should win because that's the game. The game's designed for the hitter to fail and for me to win. Okay, who, who is that? Who's a teammate that you've watched? And you've, you know, like your teammates, you know, yeah. Corey and Tyler and those guys, but who was a teammate that you've watched that you like, oh man, they're really, really good? I think Rowdy Jordan. Yeah. Uh, one of them, Kevin Parada, obviously yeah. another. Very well Colson dressed. Montgomery, yeah. yeah. Jacob Burke. I yeah. mean, there's, dude, the whole team is full of guys. Really? I mean, uh, Brian Ramos from the White Sox. Yeah. Uh, he had a walk-off grand slam this last week, and, I mean, that guy is something special. Yeah. Something special. I mean, his juice, his athleticism, like, I, I've yet to see a few people with, with that combination of athleticism yeah. and power. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. So there you go. You're making um, people in Chicago feel good. Yeah, I got a tendency to do that. That's good. Who else? Sabato, Aaron Sabato's got light tower power, dude. Yeah. That, guy, that guy crushes balls. Yeah. Uh, Kalai Rosario, twins guys. Those are two twins guys. Those guys are, I mean, there's just a bunch of legit, legit players out here. And friends for life, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to put words in. No, no, Maybe I mean, you don't definitely. like them, but friends, friend, you know, it's it's that's one of the takeaways too is that i don't know give me something that you guys did besides like the party bus going to scottsdale which by the way like holy crap that must have been a long ride the party bus to scottsdale. we wish it was longer we told the driver to take, take a spin around the block <laughs> yeah, we got here we're like no let's keep going <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, mean, I know. As soon as I said that, I'm like, what a stupid statement. <laughs> really? Like, like, come on. No, um, honestly, uh, one of another player that I've developed a really strong relationship with, and I admire his game, and I admire him as a teammate, um, is JT Schwartz. Okay. That dude is, he's an unreal dude. Um, had the pleasure of spending some time on the party bus with him and his girlfriend. Met yeah. his girlfriend. Wait, you, is, you got girlfriends on the party bus? Oh yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have a girlfriend or a All wife, right. oh, or, good for you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, go uh, ahead. Um, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. But I I think that's been a connection that uh, I'll probably try my best to maintain. And, yeah. And I mean, you know, a lot of those guys, like as a reliever. Maybe it feels mildly uncomfortable to develop these relationships with hitters because I'm nah, gonna see them in a show, it's all you know. Good, man. But but I don't know. Like, I I would be excited to face JT Schwartz. I'd be excited to face those guys. Yeah. And when I'm on the mound, 
I'm so locked in on the glove and executing that honestly, most of the time, like I don't really know who I'm facing. It doesn't matter where they're drafted. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if you've been on a party bus with them. No. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. And yeah. That's the reality of it. But definitely off the field, like trying to maintain those relationships, grow those, maintain, uh, grow those relationships with people that you really care about, that the Fall League has afforded me the opportunity to meet. It's, it's you know, I just I just told you, I was just talking to Pedroia, and Pedroia was talking to Breslow. I don't know if you know, Craig Breslow, it's not your boss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Breslow. I'm following. Yeah, you follow him. You follow my. Did you did you follow my social media? No, I didn't follow my social media, but I did watch his press conference, and I am particularly excited about his recognition for the talent in the minor leagues and the farm system. Yeah. And whether through trades or through development, I think that he recognizes the talent that he has in the farm system, and I think he recognizes our ability to positively impact the, the major league club and to man, get wins. Oh man, like, should I cut that and send it to him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Will that give me too No, but, like, but here's the thing. And so what my point was is that Pedroia gets along with Breslow, so don't feel bad if you're if a pitcher's getting along with a hitter. But <laughs> it's... Um, but, listen, when you get to Fort Myers, I, I understand the setup, right? It's not like, you know, Breslow's there and everyone's running up to him. But if you do get a chance to to talk to him, I know he's your boss. I know that he's a chief decision maker and everything else. But he's also a really smart guy who is a relief pitcher who has a really, really interesting story, who's, who's pitched in a lot of organizations for a lot of managers, for a lot of general managers and all of that. Like, I, I would be, this is my goal. I want to do a podcast in Fort Myers with you and Craig Breslau. I would love that. I would, we did one last year with uh, Rich Hill and a guy named Mike Burroughs, who was really, uh, who was a prospect for the Pirates. Okay. And basically that podcast was real time mentoring. Like it was, it was, it was like this. It, Rich is telling him, "Okay, when you get to spring training, because he's on the forty man. Mm-hmm. This is when you get spring training. This is when you don't do this." Like, I would love to have you sit down, and you can bring some friends too. You can bring some of the other relief pitchers, but we have to break down these walls of, of oh well, you know, he's a, well, he can be the boss after the podcast. He can be the boss before and after, but during the podcast, he's a relief pitcher who's mentoring you. What would you ask him? What would you ask Craig Breslow? If you had him right here, like, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but listen, again. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I'd probably ask how how he got uh, two degrees in physics and molecular chemistry while playing baseball at Yale. Like, that's pretty. (laughs) I think that's a question we all have. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. 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 Um, But no, specifically, like, in regards to his, his big league career, what, he played 13 big league seasons? Yeah. With what eight different teams? I mean, in you know, independent league, up and yeah. down, all around, and and um, yeah, and, I mean, I think that again, there's nobody has the same path, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have anything like top of mind. No, I definitely do. I mean, I yeah. think first and foremost, I would say just you know what's what's kept him in the game for that long. You yeah. know, why 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 go from any ball to 13 years in big leagues, right? Like, I don't yeah. know how long you spend in the minor leagues, but probably took him three, four years yeah. between independent ball and minor leagues to get to the big leagues. So yeah. he played baseball for 
almost 20 years, if I had to guess, yeah. uh, post-college. Um, and first and foremost, just like, how do you do that? Like 20 years, 20 years in the game post-college. Right. Like that's, that's a long that's time. That's a long time. That's I mean, a long yeah, time. You've already, we've talked about this. You've already sort of, you have a great mind for looking in the future and setting yourself up for all of that. But everyone wants to play baseball until they can't play baseball yeah, anymore, right? 100%. And, and, uh, but to be able to try to figure I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things. Like you, you talk about here learning stuff and figuring it out. Like Craig Breslow up until like his last year. I'll give you an example. I'll bring up Rich Hill again. Rich Hill, we were having a conversation about he finished up with the Padres this year the starter and then in the last month the last month of the season for the oldest guy in professional sports he learned something that he feels like I learned this I adjusted to it I feel good I'm gonna come back I'm gonna try to do it that's crazy crazy right yeah and this guy he's literally 20 years older than you yeah so no, I mean he's probably in the big leagues when I was I was even born when were you born 99 no oh, but close. Yeah, close. close. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that I would ask somebody with that kind of resume, you know, and somebody that, honestly, I I admire what he's doing post-baseball. I admire what he did during baseball at his time at an Ivy League school, getting those yeah. degrees, you know. So, um, dude, there is... You could go. I think I feel like you could have done that. Could have gone Ivy League? I think he could have. Could, not only Ivy League, but I think he could have, like, had a really interesting major. Yeah. Like, molecular biophysics. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I nah. don't know. I'm sure I could do whatever I want to do, but... That's very true. I know this is true because you're sitting here with a baseball and boring t-shirt yeah. doing this interview and inspiring people. And this is another thing, CT, and I'll just wrap it up here, is that I do want to make a point. You can accept this however you want. But I think that you have inspired people. You've inspired people. You've inspired um, people on social media. You've inspired, you know, other people like probably minor leaguers. We talked about the hesitancy sometimes for people to be themselves, to have a voice, and everything else. And along the way, some of the stuff that you've learned and some of the stuff that you've passed along in our conversations, like I can take away from it and I can be inspired by it. Right? I can't. And so it's. So just understand, like, you did a lot of good in this last month. You've done a lot of good, but you've done a lot of good in this last month. I don't know. Accept that however you want. Right. That means, uh, that means the world, man. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. I mean, that's if I, look at, if I look at what I'm trying to do, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just leave a positive legacy. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that, that baseball is not going to last forever. I know that business isn't going to last forever. I know, I know that my life's not going to last forever, you know? I know that um, one probably three four five generations if i'm if i'm the best of the best mm-hmm. in four generations my name will get forgotten you know mm-hmm. so um i mean at the end of the day like i'm just that's what i'm trying to do yeah and and for you to give me that confirmation i means the world listen to me. when you tell a party bus to do like five loops <laughs> and not just drop you off that was the best part of the night the best of the <laughs> where did you end up like where you ended up somewhere. You yeah, no, we had some tables uh, in Old Town. Okay. Um, with the with the Glendale Desert Dogs, we met up some with some other folly guys out there, and All right. just had a good time, man. Just, All right. just enjoyed life, well, and I mean, it was nice to shut off the baseball for a little well, bit. Well, I'm excited to watch you pitch in person and punctuate this. Don't be nervous. You could you can not, not get it out, give up five runs again, 
and it, it'll not be, hope for that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't. Of course, I don't hope for it. But I'm just saying, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like the biggest thing is that if this is this is your last outing, this is the this is probably the reality. I don't. Not a lot of people play in the Arizona Fall League for more than a year. Yeah. Here it is, man. There it is. This is it. So. Just enjoy it. Soak it in. Yes, sir. I mean, and look back and say, oh, I remember the morning of the, the, the night where I threw my last Arizona Folly game. I sat there on my deck talking about nonsense. <laughs> there you go. But thanks, man. I appreciate it. No, thank that. you. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.